Stephanie Milkey here, aka Keto Mom, or often called Mom, Sis, Steffi, Daughter, Wife, Aunt, and Friend. Just like many of you, I carry a lot of titles. My favorite title is Mom. I should probably say Wife, which takes a lot of my time. But let's be honest if you want to do something and do it well, you will make the time for it. Commitment is hard because we find ourselves overcommitted, but when you practice prioritizing, you will find out what is actually important and what you can let go. With the Keto Mom Podcast, you will learn together how to manage our time, commit to the most important things in life, and I will equip you with the tools you need to feel qualified each step of the way. My name is Stephanie Milkey, and welcome to the Keto Mom Secrets Podcast. Hello, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Keto Mom page. My name is Stephanie Milkey. And we're wrapping up the book. We are wrapping up this book, Your Divine Fingerprint. We're talking about the genius inside of you. A phrase that I'm actually going to talk about today is don't see things worse than they are. Don't see something worse than it is. So as we chat about this conversation and as we wrap up the book, I would love to know if you have been listening to the book, if you've been going through the book with us, if you have it, if you have any Clearly, I have dogs, so ignore our dogs. We have four daughters and four dogs. I live in Minnesota. If you're brand new and I've never talked to you, if you're brand new to the page, if you've never shared your goals, post new below. I would love to get to know you. But in general, here on the Keto Mom page, we talk about mindset in the mornings. We go through a book, life lessons, something that's going to either help you pursue your goals, set a goal, believe in yourself, realize there's greatness inside of you. We're wrapping up this book today, and then I think for the next couple weeks, as we, as I, and maybe you, send me some ideas of other books you'd like to go through on the page, or just different ideas for the morning, we're going to do some life lessons, and we're also going to be traveling. So as we travel, I think I'm going to have my husband on in the mornings, and we're going to do it together, and he's so excited he didn't even know this. He says he felt set up. All right, so in general... If you're going through the book, we're almost done. If you have something that you're like, this was a huge distinction, it was a big takeaway, something that I learned from the book, maybe you have realized a gift or a talent that you have that you haven't been utilizing and you want to tap into. Whatever it is, this was to help you realize your divine fingerprint, what you're called to do and the gifts and talents that you have. Now, today, as we wrap it up, uh, we're on chapter 11 and he, he calls it your 1% genius. And there's tons of stories and there's tons of different things that he talks about, but I'm really just picking out one thing that I think can be a life lesson. And he talks about it in this book. And he says this, your 1% genius is activated when you start focusing on the solution rather than the problem. And I'll tell you this, I think this is a key, something that my husband and I learned years ago from our CEO, from our friend, who really taught this phrase to us. And he said something, and it, and it was really during, like, have you ever complained about something in your life? How many of you have ever complained about work, or maybe a family member, or a situation, or something? We all have, right? And I don't remember the particular situation, but I remember hearing this phrase, and it stuck with me. And it was, don't see it worse than it is. And I don't remember exactly what my husband and I, the situation that we were talking about, even if it was us, because we used to live in Kentucky and we used to sit in a round table with lots of leadership and, and, and just 
I, I want to say solving problems, but I remember hearing him say, don't see it worse than it is. And so I remember thinking, oh, that's so good. Because how often do we look at situations in life, in our day, in our morning, uh, maybe you got up and, and the alarm clock didn't go off or a kid spilled the milk or you're running late or your day hasn't gone how you want it to go and you just explode and you get frustrated and, and you realize that at that moment, the rest of your day is ruined. When in general, if you just sit back for a moment and go, all right, I'm not going to make this worse than it is. It's spilled milk. It's not a big deal. I'm 10 minutes late. Like I'll learn my lesson and I will fix it for tomorrow. Right. And so in general, if the only thing that you hear me say is don't see it worse than it is, I a hundred percent believe that phrase as you put it in your mind and it brings you an awareness when situations and challenges and potential opportunities come up, you will walk yourself through that because you'll go, all right, I don't need to see it worse than it is. And then as he talks about the genius inside of you, he and maybe you're like, genius inside of me, what does that mean? He basically says this, you have your 1% factor. You are you with your gifts and your talents. And part of that is being a problem solver. And part of that is looking at yourself and going, he walks you through this in the book. I'm going to challenge you or encourage you to grab this book and actually read the stories and do the activities. But he talks about like identifying the problem. He talks about baby steps of, isolating problems and how to come up with a solution. I'm not reading all of that to you, but I do have a very particular um, thing I want. Oh, you know what? Okay. Two things I wanted to say as we go through it. So let me ask you this question. How many, well, how many of you have teenagers? <laughs> we have two of them. We have, we have four daughters. They're 15, 13, 11, and nine. And how many of you have children that might complain? or just kind of gripe about a problem. So something else that he talks about the genius inside of you is problem solving and saying that if you're complaining about something or if you are frustrated about something throughout the day, don't see something worse than it is, but also don't complain about something if you don't have a solution. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Sit back and go, how can this be fixed? Because part of you being you your genius inside of you, your gifts and talents, you also have an aspect of your life where you could, well, he talks about this. Part of you is being a problem solver. And I think oftentimes we just write ourselves off and go, I can't figure that out. That's not for me. I just want to complain. In general, this book is about becoming the best version of you. And part of that is solving problems. So he says this, let's face it. Problems aren't going away. Everybody has problems. And if you don't have one, you will have one sooner or later. Most people run from their problems or try to ignore them in hopes that they will go away. They won't. Other people will try to diminish the severity of their problems in hopes that things will get better without intervention. As a result, problems persist or like their thought process or seeing things worse than they are without having a solution or even trying to fix it. He goes, few people run towards the problem with full intent to solve them. Your 1% genius is activated every time you run towards the problem and you don't back down. Every problem is a practice for you to level up. In fact, if you don't learn to solve problems on the level that you are at in life right now, you will never get to the next level. 
How do you ultimately benefit from problems? Every problem that you solve, it shouts out to you. You were born to solve somebody's problems. You are not a problem. You are the solution to somebody's problem. I'm almost done. Always remember this. If you never had a problem to solve, you would never know how much of a genius that you are. Look at your hand right now. Look at the end of your fingers. Fingerprints nobody else has ever had and nobody will. To solve problems that only 1% genius can solve. Go to the unstoppable today. Be somebody's solution. Walk into a room and say, don't worry. The solution is here. So this chapter was really giving you awareness of, and he didn't even say this phrase. This phrase, don't see things worse than they are, is something that my husband and I learned from the leadership that we're taught from, from the environments that we're in, from the people that we surround ourselves with. And I even think, like, I have to tell people this often. When they're coming to me with their health goals and they're super frustrated because this week didn't go well, they didn't lose the fat that they wanted to, they're whatever. I'm like, listen, don't see something worse than it is. Like today might have to be the day where you finally look at yourself in the mirror and you go, all right, this is where I am today, right? Say the things that you're grateful for. Stop looking at all the things that you're frustrated about. I don't like the way I look or how I feel. I'm frustrated with the weight that I've gained. Stop seeing it worse than it is because you, you're physically not going to change yourself with grumbling and complaining about you right now, but you can go, you know what? I can fix this. I'm going to stop complaining and I'm going to figure out the solution and figure out the problem for myself of why I'm not waking up or why I'm always late or why I make excuses not to go to the gym or why I'm not packing my lunch. Like if I'm going to complain about it, then I have to have a solution. That's what he's saying. If you're going to complain about something, then tell yourself, it's not going to come out of my mouth unless I'm willing to work on it and figure out what can fix the problem. And this is something you can teach your children as well. Hey, if you're going to complain about that, what would be a good solution? Hey, if you, if you like our teenagers, our, our, our oldest daughter hates to be late, hates it, right? 30 minutes before we have to be anywhere. Are we ready to go? Come on. And I'm the same way. I hate being late. And I'm like, all right, if you're going to gripe about it, let's make sure which we're never late, but what can you do to help us get out the door? What is, if you feel like it's a problem, which it's not, so she needs to know not to see things worse than they are because we're never late. And in general, uh, if you feel like there's a problem, how can you help us solve it? Give your kids like the gift of learning how to solve problems along with you. So I don't know who that's speaking to, but I'll tell you this, that simple phrase in any area, in any situation, as you go throughout your day and you're making choices or making decisions, can 100% help you as you choose your attitude throughout the day. And just because your day might have not gone the way that you wanted it to go in the morning or the afternoon does not depict or does not have to run the rest of your day. I hope this is making sense. So if the only thing you heard me say was don't see things worse than it is. I hope that helps you in so many different areas. Uh, and also know that if you're gonna complain about something, I would not complain. Do not get crabby about it. Go, all right, what is the solution? What is, what is an opportunity? What can I do to fix the situation? That is the end of this book. And I will tell you, it's not necessarily the end of this book because at the very end, he talks about your 1% power. He goes, you are deploying the 1% of you when you think 
It's how you think. When you be who you've chosen to be, and when you do, your attitude, behaviors, and actions make those around you better. And then he talks about the power of you. The last chapter of this book is about your spiritual growth. So in general, my husband and I really help coach people and talk about how your life and your goals really, oftentimes people go, I just want to lose some fat. Or they look at their life as like one situation when in reality your life is made up of different spokes. You've heard me talk about this, you get it. But you've got like your life, your work spoke, your relationship spoke, your financial spoke, your health spoke, and your spiritual spoke, right? And when one of these is broken, it's like a tire, right? Your life isn't going to smoothly go through the path that you want it to go to if your spiritual spoke is broken and your finances or your health because it affects other areas of your life, like it or not. If your financial spoke is broken, right, you get frustrated and you might eat out of emotion. If your spiritual spoke is broken, it's going to cause some emptiness and sadness, which could also cause, it's interesting, if you actually pay attention to the spokes in your life and the other areas of your life, how often does a broken spoke, a broken area with a relationship or finances or spiritually or something in your work cause you to do what? Use food as a comfort. It's a vicious cycle. And if you decide to ignore the other areas of your life, that's where people fall into the trap of eating or doing something like skipping the gym, binge watching movies, which causes you to get unhealthy, which breaks the spoke of your health. I hope this is making sense. So at the very end of the book, he's talking about your spiritual spoke. Where are you at with God? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Like, do you go to church? Do you have spiritual? I actually don't love that word. I feel like people take it in so many different directions. We all have our own beliefs, right? And so we are very much uh, Bible-believing, Jesus-following Christians. And I will say this, that when somebody comes to our family, and we've had lots of people that we've been blessed to mentor and coach in lots of different areas of their life, and very much so people who have everything that the world thinks would give somebody happiness. Like, we've had some really great friends who... We're living as, as I would say, kings. People would go, oh my goodness, you have everything. You have the house, you have the family, you have the money, you have the cars, you have all of that. And yet they still were unhappy. And we would say, listen, you're missing one thing. And we've watched, we've watched families and we've watched people's lives go from on top of the mountains, having everything they thought they needed and they wanted to crashing and losing it all because of their spiritual spoke. All, they lost it all. And we've seen them be so unhappy because things don't bring you joy. Like you might think it is. You might go, if I could just lose 50 pounds, that will bring me joy. It won't. Not if you don't have in, inwardly, if you're not working on your soul, this might sound very serious, but I'm actually serious. It is something that really truly our family knows that like, Money's not going to buy you happiness. Your fat loss not, will not bring you true joy. So I would challenge you as you're working on different areas of your life, relationships, finances, do not ignore your spiritual spoke. Do not ignore 
Uh, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to tell you, you probably have an emptiness inside of you where you're like, there's something missing. If you actually, all I need to say is this, if you've ever felt like something was missing and you truly have like everything that people would say, but you have everything, you've got the house, you've got the car, you've got the job, you've got the kids, you've got the family and you still feel empty. I would tell you the opportunity for you is to dig deep inside of you and for you to go, uh, all right, how do I work on my spiritual spoke? And with that, reach out to me. Reach out to me and I will give you some ideas of what to do. So there's different podcasts. You guys, I would tell you this. My husband, my husband used to work for a church called Life Church. And incredible. So if you didn't know that, my husband used to work in the ministry. And if you've never downloaded this app before, it's a free app. It's called the YouVersion Bible app. And what's super cool is it's because oftentimes people are like, I don't even know where to start. Sometimes people were hurt from churches growing up. I totally get it. Like religion hurts people. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about rules. I'm talking about a relationship. And so anyways, if you're like, I'm not going to step foot in a church again, I'm not telling you that you have to go to a church building, but I'm telling you, if you just want guidance, go to life.church. So my husband used to work there. We used to live in Oklahoma, incredible church, an incredible ministry. And I will tell you, he was on a team that created the YouVersion Bible app. It's a free app. Go to your app store, type in YouVersion Bible. Uh, there's plans that you can walk through. Send me a message. I would love to help you. You can watch church from your home, life.church. And it's incredible, incredible. And it will give you an understanding to help you on your spiritual spoke. So he talks about that in this chapter. In the last chapter, if you have questions, reach out. There's lots of different uh, tools and things that we can give you to help you on that journey because we've been on that journey for years. And so I would say, hands down, that's the number one most important thing that will help you in all areas of your life. So with that, thank you for going through the book with me. Uh, we haven't decided on a new book, but I'm pretty sure my husband and I are going to go through some different life lessons that we've learned over years and we'll come on in the mornings and we're going to do different things together with you have conversations give you some things to think about so i hope you guys have an incredible day reach out with any questions that you have and i'll talk to you next time thanks for tuning in